1: Now join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life.
2: Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified Financial Planners Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you here on Super Talk Radio. Thanks a lot for listening. We're very appreciative to our longtime listeners and also our longtime sponsors making the Advisors Roundtable possible. So, uh, Bubba, I want to step off into something that I'm a little uncomfortable with this morning, and I think we're going to have kind of work our way through it. All right, and that is. Have you ever been somewhere, and I know you have because I've heard you defend me in this, Mm -hmm. and that is we go somewhere. Let's say we go to a conference somewhere, Chicago or Los Angeles or Miami, and they introduce me as this guy that has this great business from Mississippi. (laughs) Like, can you believe anybody has a successful business in Mississippi? And I think they intend it as a compliment. Yeah. That, you know, uh, down there in Mississippi, a lot of us have this stereotype that those yeah. people down there are walking around with mm-hmm. no shoes and overalls and alligators in the streets. Just because we talk slow doesn't mean we're stupid. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and so from that point of view, uh, I, you know, there, there are a lot of people in financial uh, planning and, and financial services that say women are underserved mm-hmm. or they're not served correctly. Um, And I think to a certain extent they have a good point. But on the other hand, if you and I put an ad in the newspaper that said we want to make sure that women are well served and that Mm -hmm. that do you think there'd be certain women who would take offense
1: to that?
0: Well, I I think that they would. Uh, And and I think. Uh to, to to rephrase that conversation, right? Mm-hmm. For us to say that we're great with
2: women yeah. wouldn't be right either. You know? <laughs> That's right. And my wife wouldn't yeah. like for me to say that. Right. You know, because a, a, a different connotation comes sure. in, into our yeah. mind. And and I had a conversation last night with uh an African American doctor. Mm-hmm. And she told me that, you know, there are certain people that say we gotta do things. You know, our community needs to do something better for the black people mm-hmm. All right, right? Well, when you say it like that, it almost comes off as they they don't have the same needs that you do and that you got to go over and above, which could be insulting in how you is it all how you phrase it? it's not only how you phrase
0: it, I think it's, um, and, and this is going to sound like I'm, I'm speaking out of both sides of my mouth.
2: Mm-hmm. It's not only
0: how you phrase it, it's, it's maybe the way in which you phrase
2: it. Mm-hmm.
0: So you got the how, mm-hmm. but you also have to do it in such a way that's relatable to an individual. Sure. So you can do it and not sound condescending to it or try not to sound condescending to an individual. Right. But even so, if you're using terms and words that they don't understand, mm-hmm. then it, they're gonna they're gonna clam up and they're gonna say, "Hey, you know, you're right. you're I'm, right. I'm shutting down here because you're using words that I don't get and I don't understand.
2: They're not in my vocabulary, or you're using them in such a way that you assume that I don't get them. Right. So then you've insulted my intelligence, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah." And so yep. that none of that is our intent here, right. We don't intend to talk down to anybody at the advisors round table. We're, we're, we're trying to help everybody mm-hmm. red, yellow, black, and white men, women, whatever, all over the world, yep. all of this is, but I will acknowledge that in our experience, a lot of times women are underserved. They're, they're, they're served incorrectly by the financial services industry.
0: Uh, I, I would tend to agree with that and and i'm going to make an observation here mm-hmm. and you talked about these conferences that mm-hmm. we go to mm-hmm. and you know the majority of time that that i go to these conferences you know i i look at it from a business perspective and mm-hmm. i think to myself man you know this is a great industry to be in
2: mm-hmm. because
0: i look around and i see nothing but old white guys uh,
2: yeah you know yeah. a lot of them look like me or older they're, they're old older. bald white yeah. guys
0: and and granted you know i'm i'm getting to be an old white guy yeah but I look around and I see the demographics there and mm-hmm. and uh, I also know that um, that you've got entire classes mm-hmm. of individuals who are probably underserved yeah, whether we, that be female, whether it be people of color of color right, right you know different
2: ethnicities sure. I mean we need all those people in this industry. Mm-hmm. I mean we need all those people in every industry right. Because it helps you serve, it helps you understand. You know, I, I was talking to a, a, a teacher who is a proctor of the ACT course, mm-hmm. and he is, and, and he happens to be a white guy. But he is completely convinced that a lot of the questions in the ACT are kind of prejudicial. Yeah. They, they, they have this assumption uh, of the fact that you understand. Mm-hmm. This kind of setting or right. this situation, if they give you a case study or something, to, mm-hmm. and and you know people that come from other parts of the country, right, or are raised in the inner city or out in the urban areas or even in the rural areas, mm-hmm. they may not get what you're trying to say because they've never run into that, right, because it wasn't part of their upbringing, mm-hmm. living in a in a kind of this melting pot right. of America is fairly complicated, mm-hmm. isn't it? It is. You know, you you can't just assume that everybody's like you. I mean, the, uh, they wa- ought to want them. Well, right. I mean, when you're, you're the total, total package. There, I mean. there you go. Right. <laughs> but they're not. I mean, men or women are, are, are kind of different the way we... Um, communicate sometimes. Look at the books that you've got out there Mm -hmm.
0: that just, you know, differentiate the the ways that men and women, you know, understand, Mm -hmm. comprehend. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And when you relate it to our business, Mm -hmm. the financial industry, right?
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, There have been studies after studies that have gone back and, and looked at the way that women versus men, Communicate uh, their desires their needs their goals mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. ways in which that um, you know they may have uh, certain interests mm-hmm. that other people mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the way that they communicate that right is different
2: yeah yeah,
0: so no doubt about it you know i i, I think by default you could say that that and and I'm going to say this this way that mm-hmm. women are underserved in the financial services industry mm-hmm I think is uh, reflective of the way the financial services professionals are composed right now. Now, Uh, it's changing uh, gradually over time.
2: We're getting more women, more people of color. That's right. That sort of thing. But right now, it's a bunch of old white guys. Right. And so we kind of talk like and come from the point Mm -hmm. of view of a bunch of old white guys. That's right. Um, And, you know, whether your heart is in the right place or not. I mean, I don't think the people who made out the ACT intended for it to be prejudicial. Mm-hmm. But if it was made out, up, I'm just picking on that one. I don't think it was. But if the ACT was made up of a bunch of old white guys, mm-hmm. I'd be talking about golf and football and stuff like that. <laughs> right. That somebody else may not relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think a lot of this is how we relate to one another. and how, And do I really care enough to understand you? Sure and to listen to you, and let you be you, male or female, red, yellow, black, or white. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about that here today, Uh, why maybe this industry and a lot of the other industries in America are missing the mark, because we're not listening here at the Advisors' Roundtable. Welcome back to the Advisors' Roundtable on uh, SuperDoc Radio. Certified financial planners Bubba Labus and Greg Cooley with you. So Bubba, we're talking about really um, serving everybody. And in order to be able to serve everybody, and and we're going to do this today from the point of view of financial planning. Mm -hmm. Banks have to think like this. Uh, CPA offices need to think like this. Attorneys need to think like this. If you're a small business out there, you probably need to think, I don't need to just um, uh, restrict my customers' So there's one group. Sure. I, I need to be open to, you know, the income that can come from all groups and mm-hmm. the possibility of serving all groups, men, women, red, yellow, yep. black, and white, all that mm-hmm. stuff. So in order to do that, uh, Credit Suisse uh, and the Wall Street Journal did some investigating re- regarding women and finance in America. Okay. And we indicated in our earlier segment that we're going to... Try to to walk this in a way that is not insulting to anybody. Just right. the facts, man. Right. All right. So uh, this research uh, group uh, did about four thousand interviews, and this is and this goes back about eighteen months to two thousand eighteen in what's called the. 2018 Global Wealth Report. And under that, they they looked at who has the wealth in the world, who earns the money in the world, who are the breadwinners in the world, who pays the taxes, who owns uh, private businesses. All those kinds of Mm -hmm. questions are asked. So here's what we found from the facts. 40% of global wealth is in the name of a female. 40%.
0: Yeah, I I would agree with that.
2: All right, Uh, forty percent of the the breadwinners, Mm -hmm. forty percent of the breadwinners in American households are women. Yep. And thirty percent of the private businesses are owned by women. Mm -hmm. Now, I think that's a, a great indicator. Right. However, if you ask about the but And the reason I think it's a great indicator is because that um, I I think there's still this stereotype. There shouldn't be this mm-hmm. stereotype, but there's still this ter- stereotype that the man gets up in the morning and he goes to work and the woman stays at home and takes care of the kids. Right. All right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, the statistics are telling me that's not necessarily true. And if, it really hasn't been that way for 30 years. No. Or, or more. No. But we still have this picture of the Warden June Cleaver thing right. in our head, mm-hmm. right? And so we need to address that and say, like you said, for the last 30 years, that's not mm-hmm. necessarily the case. There are some families that's that right. are still that way, but there are some families that get up in the morning and mm-hmm. the wife goes off. That's right. And she's the principal breadwinner. Mm-hmm. And the husband stays And on. in this case, it sounds like 30 to 40% yeah. of the families that, that occurs. Yeah. Now, you you might say, well, you know, that's, that's larger than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, as a percentage of the total population, don't we have more women? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. we do. Yeah, it says 57% right. of American adults. Right. All right. So is I, this where I say Kimberly needs to step up and keep me in the lifestyle <laughs> I've become accustomed <laughs> to? Yeah. yeah. An- another statistic tells us that half of all management uh, uh, and professional positions uh, at the corporate level mm-hmm. are held by women. Yep. All right? So we're starting, at least on the corporate side, to get, you know, if half, 50%, right. of those those jobs are held by women, then, you know, you're getting closer to what is indicative of mm-hmm. the entire um, uh, population, meaning that we're getting closer and closer to kind of an equality position for them.
0: Well... It- those are management positions, Mm -hmm. but I don't, I don't want to discredit the fact that there still is that glass ceiling that that's always talked about. Right. So, so you get to the CEO level Mm -mm, mm -mm. and you know, the percentage drastically uh, reduces for the number of women Mm -hmm. in that CEO level suite. Right.
2: Right. Right. And there are a number of reasons,
0: but I I would say yeah, there are a number of reasons, but I would say um, over time, I would expect that demographic to change.
2: Well, I think it will based
0: on on some of the uh, statistics that you've just given us, right? Uh,
2: and I'll tell you, yeah, it's been changing for the last you know seventy or eighty years, right. but, and really uh, more and more ramped up over the last thirty mm-hmm. years. But, you know, this, this latest uh, generation of, of, of people that are somewhere between 18 and 35, I think they call them Generation Z or something like okay. that. Um, I, they they ain't going to stand for this. Right. I mm-hmm. mean, I got two daughters. Yep. And when they walk in the room, they expect to be treated just yep. like you treat your sons. Yes. And if not, yep. you're going to hear about it. That's right. You know, that, that's just... Who they are. And and it's right. Mm -hmm. It's only right. But in the meantime, we got all those ladies, women, females who are over the age of 35 that have been dealing with this all their life. Right. And let's talk about what they're they're dealing with. First of all, they say that uh, many financial advisors and people in the financial uh, world, CPAs and attorneys and bankers, talk down to them. Yep. Why? Well, is it a conditioning thing? That, uh, uh, some of these old white guys that you were talking about earlier still have it stuck in their head? That, that when they're talking to that woman, they're talking to June Cleaver? You know, I think
0: that uh, that men generally want to be seen as a protector.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Right. And and I think that, that that's kind of a, a basic trait of men in general. Whether
2: a woman feels like she needs it or not. Whether
0: she needs it or not. Right. right. So uh, I can see how a number of times, maybe in this industry or other industries, right, there may be a, a female in, in this professional relationship and the male is the professional, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the female is coming for advice or mm-hmm. needs or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and, the male or the professional would say, "Uh, don't worry your little pretty head about that. I'll take care of it and take care of you,
2: Uh right? And she sees that as condescending and insulting. Absolutely. And he didn't intend it that
0: way. Didn't intend it that way, but that's the way it comes across, right? So we
2: may need to have some training here?
0: Yeah. So, and and along with these statistics, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you you said that uh, 40% of all the the wealth Mm -hmm. belongs in, in females' hands. Yep. I would say that probably 55% of all financial decisions are made by females.
2: Yeah, I bet you're right.
0: Now, now my my experience has shown and, you know, let's say that you've got a, a hypothetical couple coming in getting ready for
2: retirement, right? Okay, they're mid-60s or something it like that. Happens
0: all the time in our office, yeah, you know. Yeah, I can't yeah. tell you how many times a week and mm-hmm. how many times we've done this exercise, right? Yeah, we do. And and we go through uh, the exercise, you know, get to know the client, find out about their needs, mm-hmm. their wants, desires, mm-hmm. find about, uh, you know, what they have in savings and investments, mm-hmm. what their their goals would be for, you know, retirement expenditures, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I would say uh, fifty five to sixty percent of the time, and that's changed over the last twenty years. Mm-hmm. But fifty five to sixty percent of the time the women uh, in those relationships are a key deciding factor on what they decide to do for retirement. As a team. As a team. As a family.
2: As a family. Right, right. I I, I think you're right. Uh, You know, I I think more and more we're deferring to Mm -hmm. to, to one another equally. Right. You know, he doesn't sit there and demand this is the way it is, and she just, you know, sit there and take it. Right. Uh, And you and I try to – work the conversation so we don't allow him to do that. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely we do. Right. So and and one of the biggest things that I try to do in practice is uh is speak to the to the woman first. Mm-hmm. Or the female first, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the reason I do that is um without getting any any bias or influence from the male mm-hmm. who's usually the, the dominating factor. Mm-hmm. Right. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes it, it, the roles are reversed, but mm-hmm. many times, uh, you'll ask, ask the female, uh, you know, what's your experience with money? Mm-hmm. How do how do you make your financial decisions? Mm-hmm. What are important to you in making financial decisions? Yep. And if you start off and frame the conversation that way, mm-hmm. then then you're going to get a better um, buy-in from from her. Mm-hmm. And you know, frankly, I, I hate to say it, but most guys usually die off first. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be dealing with her for a much longer time, right? And if she's if she's an equal decision maker, mm-hmm. right? Which in most cases they're either equal or a little bit greater now, right? Then I, I think that's a better way to start the conversation.
2: It is. With an individual. And quite actually, some statistics will back you up here. Uh, you don't need any of those statistics you don't to back me that. up. You I just know it. Know it. Yeah. yeah, Today, 61 61 this is pretty specific mm-hmm. uh, 61% of women feel they're misunderstood by people in the financial uh, uh, services business, banks, financial planners, CPAs, uh, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, and it's no coincidence that 70% of women leave the family's financial advisor upon a death or a divorce.
0: Yep. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, she's just basically hanging around with a lot of these people. Yep. Because the husband's happy with it, and she Mm -hmm. just doesn't want to fight that fight. Right. But in the back of her head, she's thinking, you know, if I am left here, Mm -hmm. we're not going to be meeting in this office anymore. Right. Huh? Uh and I think not just financial planners need to be thinking about this. I think there are a lot of other businesses yeah. that see this happen. You know, they may have one handyman mm-hmm. while daddy's alive, right? But daddy doesn't know that mama doesn't like that guy. She mm-hmm. doesn't feel comfortable with him. Sure. And then when, if daddy passes, mama changes handyman. She changes painters. She may even change the people who mow the grass. Sure. Um, And so we're going to discuss in the next segment. We're going to take another break here at the Advisors' Roundtable. And when we come back in this next segment, we're going to ask why does this happen and how do you prevent it if you're a business owner? Here on the Advisors' Roundtable, Super Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified Financial Planners Bubba Levius, and yours truly Greg Cooley with you here on Super Talk Radio. So, Bubba, we're talking uh, specifically today here about women in finance and why many industries are missing the mark. Uh, so, two or three points I want to make. First of all, they're they're not this big homogenous group anymore, and right. all that means is like all women are not the same. Right. Homogenous basically, yep. basically says everything in this packet is a cough drop mm-hmm. all those cough drops are the same right. right they're all they've all got the same flavor just one that's what the the prefix h-o-m-o means sure all right it's one all right we're a heterogeneous that means many many yeah okay. uh diverse mm-hmm. society men not all men are the same right Right, mm-hmm. not all women are the same. Not all white people are the same. Not all uh, Asians are the. Uh, we're not. Right, everybody's different. You got a different background than mm-hmm. than Phil, our executive producer over there. You know, you got uh, you know a different derivation of where you came from in in Europe. Yep, you know. Um, and all of us are that way, and we need to realize that. So the very first point is don't treat everybody the same. Mm-hmm. I don't care what sex they are or what color they are. They need to be treated as individuals. Yep. All right? That's number one. Secondly is not everybody, because they are from different backgrounds, not everybody has the same understanding mm-hmm. of a subject That's right. that everybody does. Don't assume that all women are good cooks. Yep. Don't assume that all men are great mechanics. Mm-hmm. Just don't, you know, because yep. I know a lot of men, I don't want them even trying to find where my spark plugs are. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. And I know some women who understand those things. So don't, uh, uh, any more, don't, uh, don't assume things. I would say in addition to that,
0: nor should you assume that the children of those individuals would know much about it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You know, you, you could have a parent that's a physician mm-hmm. and a child who does something totally different. Yep. You know, so, I mean, just because a parent did something and, and maybe you grew up in that environment mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you know a,
2: a lot about being a physician. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly because a lot of just because your dad's a, and or mom is a doctor doesn't necessarily mean you even yeah. like science. That's right. Hmm. Uh, but so some things I, I, I want to point out that if you're a business owner, you need to be doing number one is don't assume everybody is the same. Treat everybody as an, an, an individual, uh, respect everybody's background. Here's another point. Recent circumstances will affect people. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you an example. Um, You said a minute ago that a lot of times, statistically, we see that men die first. Right. Now, what's the old joke? Why do men die first? Because we want to. (laughs) Okay. So, let's assume that here you got a husband and wife, Mm -hmm. and the man dies first. That woman is suddenly single. Yep. The old-fashioned word is she's widowed. Mm Mm-hmm. That brings a lot of stuff with it. Sure it does. I mean, when when somebody dies, if you've been married for a period of time, mm-hmm. five years or 50 years, you've relied on one another for certain things, mm-hmm. you have respected one another to the point that, you know, maybe he or she took care of some things. that You know, they did that a lot better than you did. Mm-hmm. Recently, within the last year, we had this happen where, unfortunately, the wife died first. Yep. This dude didn't even know how to do anything in the kitchen. All of those years, for 57 years, he had relied on her. And so, two or three years ago, she would told him, I need a new stove oven. So, he called down to the local place, and they brought and installed one. The dude didn't even know it was gas. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, really? Yep. He had so he was so dependent on mm-hmm. her for that, and so if somebody is suddenly single, there's a lot of stuff happening sure. there, and some of it is financial mm-hmm. that we have to help people deal with. If if somebody walks in and uh, uh, let's let's say that this example I'm giving, the husband has passed away, the wife walks in and she's suddenly single. Give me a few of the things you need to walk her through.
0: Um. Number one, I think that there needs to be a period of grieving. Mm -hmm. So you handle whatever financial decisions need to be made immediately. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if there's anything that can be put off, Mm. I always think and and consult folks, look, you know. Especially major things. uh, Especially major things. Wait at least six months. Yeah give it some time. Yeah. You're not thinking right. You're not thinking straight.
2: Yeah.
0: You've either lost a loved one or you've been through a, a traumatic divorce mm-hmm. or, or whatever mm-hmm. it may mm-hmm. be. Right. Yeah. And, and you're not thinking straight at that point in right. time. Yeah. So give it some time, let your head clear yep. before you make some, some decisions that could affect you for the rest of your life.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, you come walking in, you say, you know, I, we live in a three, we lived, -hmm. Because he's in our example, not here anymore. We live in a three thousand square foot Mm -hmm. house. Yep. I don't need a three thousand square foot house. I put my house on the market. Mm -hmm. Whoa! We haven't even had the funeral yet. That's right. Yep. You know, because you know, if you've lived in that house Mm -hmm. a period of time, there's gonna be some separation. Yeah. You got a lot of memories. Mm -hmm. Where you know. He was holding on to the back of the bicycle when we taught the daughter how to ride. That's right. Where, you know, the son fell in the backyard and busted his knee and Mm -hmm. you put the Band-Aid on. There's a lot of stuff going on. Right. You may not realize that now. And you just think, well, I need to save on my utility Mm -hmm. bill. And maybe you do. And maybe we need to work through that. But you're right. Don't haul off and do it. Sure. Because you're dealing with enough, mm-hmm. you don't need to throw separation from other memories in there with grief. Um, so yeah, that's a that's a that's a real important right. point. Um, if you're suddenly single, don't do anything significant for a period of time to get yourself through the grieving process. Right. The other point is we all grieve differently. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if you're male or female, some people grieve quietly. Yep. And over time, Mm -hmm. I mean, i talked to some people and they're still getting over their mother's death. Sure. Ten years ago. Right. There are some people who grieve publicly and aloud and they Mm -hmm. cry it all out and they're kind of over it in six months. Right. Or they seem to be. Mm -hmm. So we're all different. I can't give you a a definite period of time where you don't need to be making uh, these large decisions, but you need to to do it in consult with professionals so that that you don't get taken. Because sometimes you may be, all you're thinking is, I need to save on the the insurance. I need to save on the power bill. I need to get out of this big house. And somebody can come along at that time and give you a price that is not necessarily the best price That's right. you could have gotten and you got taken advantage of because mm-hmm. you're just trying to get out right and if some
0: and not and not because you were uh, you didn't have the aptitude to understand that you were being taken advantage of mhm right you would you would probably know that in any other sense mm-hmm. but because you were had all these other things on your mind Mm -hmm. you got taken advantage of because you just weren't thinking clearly
2: right yeah and and, and, you know we've all been in those situations Mm -hmm. you got your mind on your kids grades and suddenly you know your spouse comes in and says we need to go shopping for a car Mm -hmm. and the whole time you're sitting there you're preoccupied with something else and you need to be concentrated on car shopping that's right uh, so, it's not just the, the suddenly single people uh, that need to take that advice. The other thing I, I want to point out is that as people gain uh, some success in their life, you know, we said that uh, about 40% of the breadwinners, the principal yeah, primary right. breadwinners, and in in our society now in America, forty percent of them are, are women, and as that happens, they want to be treated as such. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. If if you're the one who's earning the most money in this relationship, you need to be appreciated. You need to be appreciated whether you're not earning any money or not. But I think people want to be recognized. So one thing that I've
0: experienced over my career so far is is a shift Mm -hmm. in that manner. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there was a time that I remember that, uh, you know, the male in the relationship typically would make all the financial decisions and the the female would kind of go along with those, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? And Mm -hmm. and that was just kind of the way it was. Mm Mm-hmm. I'd try my best to include the female mm-hmm. and, and all that. But at some point, um, and this has happened a number of times, the female is suddenly single, right? Oh, yeah. And then has to make some of these decisions. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's not only um, um, a, a point uh, to say that uh, the, the female uh, hasn't been making these decisions. They're uneducated on how to make these decisions, Maybe they haven't been allowed to. Haven't been allowed to. hmm Haven't been part of the process, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's a whole re-education yeah. that you've got to do as
2: well. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, when I walk in to buy a car, most, you know, I understand basic mm-hmm. uh, mechanics, but, you know, I start walking in and talking about hybrid this and a mm-hmm. lot of this new stuff. Um, I'm going to have to spend some time before I go. Mm-hmm educating myself, and if I get there and I feel like they they don't want to listen to me or uh, I don't want to listen to them because they're condescending, yep. then they lost my business. Mm-hmm. So communication is a lot of this. Sure it is. And before we can really re-educate or help educate people, we need to be able to communicate with them on the same wavelength. That's right. Um, and, and you need to find people who will do that. With you, uh, if if you're looking for some professionals, we're going to take another advice or, or another break here on the Advisors Roundtable, and then when we come back, we're going to continue this advice here about not missing the mark when you're dealing with everybody. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable, Certified Financial Planners, Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you here on Super Talk Radio. So, Bubba, we're talking about not missing the mark as you're dealing with your clients, and specifically uh, today, we've been talking about. Uh, you know, how to communicate and to uh, try to make sure that you're not treating everybody uh, as if they are uh, all the same, that you look at individuals, male, female, uh, red, yellow, black, and white, that sort of thing. One of the things I want to point out about um, this study that was done by Credit Suisse and by the Wall Street Journal related to global wealth uh, reporting, uh, it pointed out that in general, now, as I said, we ought to look at one another specifically, individually, mm-hmm. but in general, women around the world typically see money as a means to an end, mm-hmm. and men see it as the end in itself. Okay. What that basically means is that you know, a man will come in, and he wants you to explain how many times you traded his account, and what you bought down here and what you sold it for up there and what your plan is for tomorrow and what you're going to have in his in his investment account, all those sorts of things, mm-hmm. and he's looking at the bottom dollar. It was this much last year, and did it grow or go down, and why? And that number, the bottom dollar, is his fulfillment.
0: Almost as if it's a game and whoever has the most at the end wins.
2: Yeah. Right. Right. That money, mm-hmm. that number in that account yeah. is the end itself. That's the thing we're looking at today, Bubba. Let's concentrate on that. And if the day I die, I've got a million dollars in my account, then I win, right? That's kind of what or, a lot whatever of... Whatever the number is his in, in your mind, is. right? You know, he wants yeah. either a million or 10 million or 100,000, whatever his number sure. is, but he wants that to be the goal. Mm-hmm. And the woman see, sees the money what's in there, as a means to a life. Right. It can give her the opportunity to provide college education for her children and grandchildren. Mm -hmm. It can give she and her husband an opportunity to travel. It can redecorate the house. It can make sure that if we ever have any health care issues that she feels she's secure so the number is... I think the security is the
0: biggest thing there. Mm. And and not having the worry associated with, mm. you know, mm-hmm. what's going to be there to provide whatever it, your needs are going to be, right? Mm-hmm. Whether that be housing, whether it be decorating, whether it be college education, whether it be, you know, leaving money
2: mm-hmm. uh, to the next generation. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they're not necessarily that concerned obviously they don't want to lose money mm-hmm. but they really just want you to tell them we're still good mm-hmm. you can still do all that stuff right you can still send your kids to college you can still you can have a great retirement despite the mm-hmm. fact that we've just come out of a recession you're okay and to a lot of men that's not enough. That's right. That's not fulfilling enough. Mm-hmm. They want you to tell them the percentage they returned and what you anticipate they're going to do next year. And mm-hmm. all of those things that may bore her. Sure. Because she's thinking about the relationships and the life that can be experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, do you see that when you're talking to people? Yeah. And it's reflected that this this study is basically saying to us that yeah people are all individual but you need to also realize that sometimes they are working with and from the point of view of this this one one attitude that you may be very accustomed to just mm-hmm. talking to men and just talking yeah. return and just talking transactions and just talking bottom dollar. And they want you to talk about kids.
0: Well, and and, and the question normally goes like this: Are we going to be okay? Mm-hmm. And that's that's the big question: Are we going to be okay? Usually,
2: mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm.
0: from the woman, mm-hmm. uh, are we going to be okay? Mm-hmm. And you've got to decipher and figure out what they mean by okay.
2: Yeah. Because that's really where we're kind of different. That's right. See, my wife's definition of okay may be Mm -hmm. different than your wife's definition. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think they're generally going to be the same. But your wife may say, I want to send them to college, and I want to pay for four or five years, and I'm willing to pay for a private education. That's right. And my wife is, you know, well, they're going to go to community college Mm -hmm. the first two years, and then they're going to have a little skin in the game, Mm -hmm. and we might cover an apartment. That's right. Both of them covering Mm -hmm. and doing education to a certain extent, but just a different definition. So Mm -hmm. how do you know that specific definition that that somebody has? Through questioning? Through time with them? Again, it comes down to what this whole show
0: has been about, has been communication. Mm -hmm. How are you communicating with other people? Yep. And are you uh, ensuring that you've got... all of their thoughts, goals, wishes, and dreams
2: mm-hmm. 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 accurately. Mm-hmm. Yep, male or female. Male or female. Um, and do you see those change from time to time?
0: <laughs> that's that's always the uh, the art to what we do, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because you can get ten years into uh, retirement with a couple, and their goals will have changed completely. Oh. And I've, I've seen it time and time again.
2: So they've started retirement doing what?
0: Well, they've, they've started retirement. They're, they're drawing a certain amount of income or no income at all, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and,
2: and their goals were to whatever, travel.
0: Whatever their goals were, right?
2: Right. And 10 years into it, he's had some health issues.
0: Or they've had grandchildren introduced into the equation.
2: Oh, that'll change your attitude. Yeah.
0: Or they've got adult children who are still on the payroll, mm-hmm. which will change the equation. Mm-hmm. So, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, life happens, things change. Right. You've got to be ready to adapt to it.
2: Right. Right, so you, it, 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 that means the ongoing relationship is more mm-hmm. collaborative. That's right. You, you stay in communication with them, and you find out, hey, yeah, a couple grandchildren mm-hmm. have ha, have been born, and you want to move to Destin. That's right. Well, why do you want to move to Destin? Well, that's where my grandchildren are. Mm-hmm. Yep. Huh? Well, I thought you were committed up here, and you just love fishing. Well, I love my grandchildren more. That's right. Yeah. Huh? And that changes the numbers sure sometimes mm-hmm. or the need for the numbers or the need for the income or the reduction in the income. Cause we've seen people that they they're willing to go back to work right. in their sixties or seventies mm-hmm. to be able to have enough money to be near their grandchildren.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and we've also seen people, they get to be 55 or 60 and think they want to retire mm-hmm. from this profession and go back to school to do another one. Right. So that that those lines of communication have to be open, mm-hmm. whether you're talking to men, men or women or, or whoever you're you're talking to, and staying on top of what the goals are. That's right. Um, so, if you're a professional or if you you own a, a, a business, you you need to think of, of people as individuals. Um, you need to also realize that uh, you need to listen. You need to learn about them. I would say
0: even even. Even more than that, even if you're not a professional, if you're just in in a a sales role, Mm -hmm. you need to be more open to communicating with with both parties, right? Or Mm -hmm. both sexes, in this case, that Mm -hmm. we're talking about today. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because more than likely, uh, somebody else is going to be making the financial decision, and it may not be who you think it is.
2: Oh, that's a really good point. Yeah. You co- you go in with some kind of stereotypical thing in your head, mm-hmm. and you think, you know, the man's going to make this decision, or the woman's going to make this decision, because mm-hmm. I'm selling, you know, uh, uh, roasters. Sure. And then you realize that in this particular, in, in this particular rela- relationship, he does more cooking than she does. That's right. So you you got to be on top yep. of it there. Well, I hope we communicated well about the fact that uh, you don't need to be thinking about missing the mark. You need to be thinking about who you're talking to at the Advisors' Roundtable on talk.